welcome to another episode of that Disney Parts podcast. I am Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by, by my favourite Pauls, Mr. D. Good evening, hello. And P-Dubs. Hello. That was in no particular order, by the way. I don't, I don't have a favourite Paul. I like you both equally. Alphabetical. That'll do. That's a good way of doing it. Um... Right, before we get stuck in, let's talk about the elephant in the room. We have had more feedback about our last two episodes than I think we've done in years. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think when we had as much feedback as we have. It's been, it's been very interesting. And it's interesting because it's really... It's the Marmite of podcasts. I've, got, I've been contacted by people privately and publicly who had real issues with uh, the trip reports that we had from Arcade. And I've also had people say the opposite and how much they enjoyed the honesty of them. And I, I hear you both. And what we've always tried to do this show, in general, is try and be honest about how we feel about things. Sometimes we don't agree with that. Um, and sometimes we get into discussions about that. Um, but, you know, there are thousands of podcasts that talk about this stuff. And I'd say a good 90% of them are all absolutely positive about everything. Oh, there's a price increase. Let's justify that by talking about how wonderful the paint job is or something. Um, you know, there are people that will find light in everything. And... Yeah, it was it was pretty negative. I, I get that, but I wanted Kate to be honest, and she was. So rightly or wrongly, whether you agreed or not, that was her truth. Um so I'm glad for people that liked it. I'm sorry for people that didn't like it. Um, but the reason it went as it did and it went out as it did was because I didn't want to edit the crap out of it and I wanted her to be able to represent herself. So there you go. That's it. Nothing more to be said on it. We're moving on and uh, we're going back to the usual format tonight of looking at what's going on in the parks and look, looking at what's going on outside of the parks. Uh, before I even ask everybody's drinking though, uh, I suppose, P-Dubs, we should congratulate the uh, the LA Rams. Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're going to Disneyland, as, as they say. Well, they are. They are, yeah. which uh, I think has upset a few people because, you know, usually it's Disney World. It is. Why they'd go to Disney um, World when Disneyland is obviously on their doorstep, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, literally, it's a, about a 20-minute drive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't understand why they would go to Walt Disney World. In this case, they, uh, they won the Super Bowl at their own stadium. Uh, in LA, in Inglewood, um, so it's not really a surprise that they wouldn't be travelling to the other side of the country. No, no, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I did watch the Super Bowl, but I tapped out uh, after the halftime show because, yeah. obviously, where we are in the world, I think the halftime show finished about quarter past one in the morning. Yeah, um, yeah. maybe a bit later. I can't remember now. Um, I know I went to bed about half one, um, but yeah, so. I, I didn't see the, I have not seen the second half. I have recorded the game and I obviously knew the result because you're not going to avoid that all day. But uh, yeah, 
for everybody that did watch it and, and wanted LA to win, well done. For those that didn't want LA to win, commiserations. Um, I thought it was interesting though, P-Dubs. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, did you see The Rock? Yeah, with, like, yes. The opening uh, <laughs> yeah, introduction. Um, and it was pretty much as The Rock as well. It wasn't, oh. it, it wasn't Dwayne Johnson, that's for sure. Oh, it was absolute <laughs> rock WWF slash XFL. Uh, yeah. You know, complete promo time from the great one. Yeah. Um, which upset some people. Again, I don't know why people get so upset about this stuff. Like, no. just a guy introducing a football match. What? What? what what's, yeah. what's wrong with that? Um, exactly. Very, very strange times that we live in. Um, did, did anyone catch the halftime show? Yeah, I've seen that as well. I watched that this morning. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch it. I didn't stay up last night. I would have loved to have, but I was uh, my alarm for work went at five o'clock. So um, I would have got about an an hour's sleep, possibly, if I'd have stayed up. But no, I I watched everything this morning. Um, I quite enjoyed it. It's not not my usual type of thing, but I I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a good show. Yeah, um, I mean... I was on Twitter last night when it, it went on and everyone was kind of like losing their minds so it was the best halftime show ever. Um, and of course, these people never saw the Prince halftime show from 2005 because no. uh, that is the, the great... You can't tell me otherwise. It, it was the greatest. What I would say is I thought it was probably the best they've put on in a long time. Um, yeah. And I, I would argue that's mostly down to nostalgia. I mean, the songs that they played... Uh, and me and Peter's being the exact same age, you know, they were kind of big hits in our formative years. So, you know, I think we um, related to those more than Mr. D, for example. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a good show. Um, But, yeah, let's not get get it twisted. I mean, it will go down as one of the the better ones, but it's it's no prince. So get that idea out of your, your system. However, I will wait for the tour. They should all go on tour together. I'd, I'd pay good money to go and see that, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, right, before we get into it, gents, what are we drinking? And uh, Mr. D, what are you drinking? Um, I'm just having a, a beer, I fancy the, a cold oh. beer tonight. So I'm on a beer amaretti. Oh, a good choice of beer as well. Beer. Yeah, I like it. And yeah. also one you can get in, um, or certainly could get in via Napoli. I have oh, one yeah. via Napoli. So, oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of the beers Cheers. they have there. Uh, what about yourself, P-Dubs? Uh, I've just got some orange and mango squash. Oh, look at you. Um, well, Very I... I <laughs> glad Craig's not on this week. Um, I, um, I I took a trip to the dentist last week and managed to get myself an appointment without having to fly to Ireland, so that was a bonus. And um, I'm, I'm a naughty boy, so um, I'm just drinking some sparkling water. At the moment, I'm, I'm taking it real back to nature. Good stuff. Um, right, let's go and have a look, in that case, at what's going on inside the parks. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com. 
the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. So, who wants to kick off? I'll go first. Um, Rather than the elephant in the room, let's talk about the dragon in the room. Um, I know we talked about it uh, about a month ago when uh, the arts festival kicked off at Epcot. Um, The figment popcorn bucket has returned to Walt Disney World. Um, I'm... I'm, I'm... (laughs) I'll tell you why it's funny you kicked off with this, because it was a story I would have kicked off with, um, because I just find the whole situation so hilarious. But go on. Yep. So it's now that you book your arrival slot to pick up your figment popcorn bucket um, through my Disney experience, uh, in the same way that you would pre-order your food um, for pickup, you can now do that with your figment popcorn bucket. Um, starting, <laughs> starting from today, uh, slots started. You get a get in half an hour slot to turn up and and get your popcorn bucket, uh, which you can pick up um, from. I believe, I'm sure it said um, World Showcase, and I believe it was the UK. Um, of course, makes sense. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> a pickup window between Canada and the United Kingdom pavilions. <laughs> Your uh, souvenir. You know what's coming next? Individual popcorn bucket selection. So for an extra ten dollars, you can go straight to the front of the lane <laughs> and pick up your popcorn bucket. Popcorn Light in line. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, what made I should you have laugh? said that out loud? Mister <laughs> Jappe will be taking notice right now. He will. He will. Yeah, be sitting uh, in his string vest and his underpants, thinking that's a good idea. That's that's how most people listen to this podcast, I believe. Um, or in bed. Hi, Kevin. Um, it's what made me laugh about this story. Wasn't just that, I mean, so number one, in a way, it makes sense because you're buying it with with popcorn, right? So it is a food yeah. item. That's how they're kind of selling it. Um, but what made me laugh about the whole thing is the picture. Did you see the picture of the table? No. Okay, no. so when we're talking about figment popcorn buckets, they had these tables laid tables laid out with figment popcorn buckets, and there must have been well over a hundred just sitting there ready to go. And they're they're constantly pulling more out. So as soon as they're sold, they just put more out. So they must have absolute boxes full of these buckets now. So all this madness about, you know, selling out on the first day, £100 popcorn buckets plus, all this kind of stuff. And, like, it's it's the usual Disney thing of, we're making money here, so we'll just, we'll just make more. So that market now is dead. The resale market on those is now dead, or will be, because yeah. this is clearly not going away uh, anytime soon. I bet so, there's a lot of people though, that 
aren't going to the parks that will still buy them online, you know, so... They, they will. People who, you know. They will. They will. But what you'll get now is you'll get people not trying to make such a quick buck. Yeah. So you'll get your usual kind of resellers. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that will charge like a 10% premium on top or, you know, finder's fee or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. their business model is. But the days of only being able to buy these on eBay for £100 plus... Mm-hmm. are, are going to be gone because there's going to be no need for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the usual kind of thing. But I think it's that... The problem is, I think, because Disney are... They keep their cards close to their chest, don't they, with these releases. So it might be a limited release. But unless they actually, like, make it out of, you know, a thousand or something, they can pretty much just keep churning these out. Yeah. And eventually, they will end up in, like, Character Warehouse or, you know, whatever outlet bits they've still got. Because that's what will happen eventually. We see it quite often with the popcorn buckets. And I don't I don't see this is going to be much different. I think, you know, they will get to a point where the sales will start to dwindle and then they'll just put them on clearance. Um, that'll be a while yet, admittedly. But, uh, yeah, I just saw that picture today and it really, really made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Popcorn buckets. Popcorn buckets. The uh, the wondrous, wondrous money making scheme. It's like a pyramid scheme, but with popcorn. Uh, Mister D, did you have anything? Uh okay. Um. Well, I mean, there was uh, the quarterly review. The quarterly um, results came out recently. Um, second best ever quarter, which I found quite quite amazing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, certainly, if you looked at the quarterly results, they they compared a lot, like the same quarter. So it's the it's the quarter that's like the last three months in the year, and and they compared it to the same time in twenty twenty one, and obviously it was like double, which for the theme parks. Which you would expect. I mean, obviously, twenty twenty one being such a disaster, um, but um, didn't expect it to be so good and that good. Um, certainly, Genie Plus seems to have been a, a financial success, whether you like it or whether you don't. It seems to be doing a business. Time will tell. You know whether people are just grabbing it for now or whether you know people will choose to do things differently in the future, maybe, you know, use it and then, like, because we're just, we're going to buy it for the trip. But once we've used it this time, we may choose next time to to just pick individual days. So it's hard to know where that's all going to come up in the end. But um, certainly, you know, good financial results or, you know, vastly improved financial results, which... which which can only be a good thing, I guess, in terms of reinvesting in the parks and keeping the parks healthy. Mm. Uh, I mean, reinvesting yeah, in the parks. I was quite or, surprised at the level of it. Yeah, reinvesting money in the parks or putting that money into uh, their bonuses. Who's to say? Well, you know, the thing is, if they aren't making money, then they're never going to reinvest in the parks. So the fact that they're, you know, returning to healthy profits, you know, can only be can only be a good thing. And um, for everybody, and the you know, 
in the future in terms of you know reinvesting in new attractions and maintaining the parks and things like that how much you know the executives take for their bonuses well i mean that should be related to the profits so there's no it's no case but um it's certainly better than them not returning healthy numbers uh, because then you're really in trouble but uh yeah i mean just surprised at how how much things have bounced back and how quickly they've bounced back because it's quite difficult to to know how successful the 50th is i mean i just seem to be seeing conflicting pictures there was sometimes before christmas where crowds maybe weren't as high as people thought they might be but obviously you still had covid pretty active and then you know and then there's other times when people are surprised that in some of the quieter months crowds are still fairly healthy so it's kind of hard to say we're in we're in unusual times i think because people have got this, there's this pent-up demand you know people haven't been able to go for two years pretty much a lot of people um so there's a lot of people who want to go and then you've got the 50th but then there'll be some people holding off for some of the new attractions like guardians and tron so it's kind of it's kind of hard to you know to see the a clear picture as to where we are but financially it looks like things are bouncing back so i thought that was quite interesting no and i think uh Going back to Genie Plus, I think that the stat was like about fifty-one percent of people using Genie uh, have then paid for the Genie Plus. Yeah, it was quite yeah. a, quite a high percentage. It may may be um, a, you know slightly up on that. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. it's certainly around that number. Um, yeah, but like I said, it's kind of interesting because I was watching. I was actually watching a vlog um, tonight, and that individual who shall remain nameless, was saying about how the, he, the individual did not pay for Genie Plus and only spent one day in the parks, but his weights, his actual weights, were significantly less than the posted weights, which is which is kind of interesting, you know? So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out um, because, I'll, you know, the accusation could be made that Disney are posting, continuing to post inflated wait times as they've done in the past. For you could say, one reason could be to direct people away from popular attractions to try and get them to ride the less popular attractions. But also, you could say, well, if the posted wait times look high, you're more likely to sign up for Genie Plus to skip to skip the, the standby lines. Uh, but that individual, pretty much across the board, waited significantly less than the reported wait times, which is kind of interesting. So again, as people get wise to that, will they think, "Yeah, I don't really need that Genie Plus," or it isn't? You know, at certain times of the year, it's it's probably less less value for money, um, or I only need it for certain days on my trip. I don't need it for every park every day. So yeah, it'd just be interesting to see how that plays out over time. Because I mean, when they introduced Fast Pass and then and then Fast Pass Plus, it it did take a couple of years for each one of those different schemes to kind of settle up and people would get, you know, 
to learn how to play the system, really. And I'm sure Genie Plus and individual attraction selection will be the same. Yeah, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if they can, well, they must have that information about what the breakdown is of, of people getting uh, Genie Plus. Because like we've already established, we're getting a deal in the UK where we get mm. a discount on it before we even get to go. Um, yeah. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if, you know, a lot of that is because of international guests that are doing the same thing or right. if it's a, a mix of people that are not too sure um, yeah. what's going on um, yeah. and, just, and just getting it. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good that we're getting a deal. So, you know, for our American listeners, I think the reason why we're getting the deal is because we typically buy a two-week ticket. So in the UK, you can get different tickets from the US. And most people would typically get either a seven-day ticket or a 14-day ticket. And they're UK-specific tickets. And so you can then add on Genie Plus, and if, but you have to add it on for the whole duration of the ticket. So you've, either, you've got to add it on for the whole seven days or for the whole 14 days. You can't pick and choose. Um, and so I think Disney, Disney have realized that to make that attractive, they've got to offer a bit of a discount because if, it, if you were paying the full $16, including tax, for a two-week period per person, it's it's quite a hefty price tag. Um, and certainly, when you know we got our tickets and we're going end of October, beginning of November, then we've we've just said right, we'll we'll err on the side of caution. We'll we'll just buy Genie Plus up front. We'll we'll get a discount, but we probably won't use it for the whole fourteen days. But it's quite a hefty discount. I think you get it for about. Maybe sixty percent of the the cost if you buy it, you know, there. Um, so that kind of compensates for the fact that there might be some days in those fourteen days that we wouldn't use it, uh, but we've we've got it anyway. So it's a it's a kind of different strategy, I suppose, for somebody who's going to go for two weeks as opposed to a typical U.S. person who maybe goes for a week or less, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting mm. um to see. I, again, you know, when it's first launched, you know, it was early days, it was either gonna work or it wasn't. Um yeah. and like with something else I'll talk about a bit later on, how it how something starts off isn't necessarily how it's gonna end up yeah. in the long run. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, time will tell, uh, I mm. guess, uh on that. Um so, uh, just a very quick uh, news thing before the actual story I was going to talk about. I saw this on a on a Facebook forum um, during the recent Run Disney weekend. Um, so there was some kind of promotion with your with your vest where you got a gift card. Can you can you already guess where this story is going to go? Uh, yeah. Well, I. I might be able to. I don't. I don't know anything about the story. But is it? Is it only? Is it not open to people from certain places? Or is that I, where, I, it, where it's I, gone? No, 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 no. So, no. Um, yeah. So, just the recent Run Disney event, um, as part of some of the packages, people were being given gift cards, and um, they weren't working. 
And when some people were finding out why their cards weren't working, it was because money had already been spent on the cards. So it sounds like this what we what kate talked about in her trip report with her dining uh card uh fiasco with her package Mm. bought uh with disney in the uk well it doesn't sound like it's only a uk issue uh it seems like disney have outsourced this to other things that they're doing as well so i don't i Mm. don't think the run disney event was actually open to anyone outside of the us anyway uh, I think it was only because of COVID restrictions, it was only open to uh, US residents, but they had a similar promotion and they had the exact same problem happen with gift cards. And mm-hmm. on a run Disney forum that I'm on, um, yeah, people were discussing what was going on and there were multiple people that had different issues. One person had more money on their card, way more money than they should have done, and other people have been told they'd already spent their money at places they'd never even been to. So, um, yeah, this this looks like it could be a story that's not actually going to be going uh, away anywhere. Um, but one thing uh, I did want to talk about, so talking about things where um, numbers have, uh, have fallen from where they initially started, uh, and that's the Galactic Star Cruiser. I'm not actually going to talk about the Star Cruiser itself, um, although the uniforms have been uh, shown, as to what the crew members are going to be wearing and the name badges. But uh, I noticed in my comic shop the other day that there is now a Galactic Star Cruiser at comic book series. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Halcyon Legacy. Uh, the cover has a Wookiee with a lightsaber sword. I don't know who the Wookiee is. Um... But, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, I've just found a bit of blurb. It's a five-issue series, and it says, uh, Halcyon Legacy will explore the history of the titular Star Cruiser, the Halcyon via a series of flashbacks set in different periods of the existing Star Wars timeline. But the first issue opens by thrusting readers into the framing structure, an elderly gentleman named Shaw Comrin taking his granddaughter, Samina, on a trip aboard the ship, aboard which he once experienced an adventure of his own during his youth. So, uh, yeah, if you want to know the the history of the Galactic Star Cruiser, it looks like you're going to have to buy the uh, the five-issue Marvel comic that has just launched in comic shops around the world. Um, I have not bought this. I I may do. I'm not sure. They did the same thing with Galaxy's Edge. Uh, they did a, a mini series about Galaxy's Edge, which I read before um, me and P Dubs took a trip out there, which didn't really add much to my experience. If I completely, it was it was it was a fine mini series, but I mean it didn't really add anything to it. Um, but uh, yeah, bit of uh, cross promotion there. So uh, if you're still planning to go, uh, you haven't cancelled your reservation, then uh, you might want to read the comic book. There you go. Uh, P Dubs. When does it start oh, up? Is it March? Uh, yeah, I think it is, isn't it? Soon enough. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the first it was it was March, April, May, wasn't it? it was the first three months you could book. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's not long. Not long to wait. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, coin book seems running out by then. On it, so yeah, 
oh, there are people. You got to remember, Mister D. You know, there are people desperate to get YouTube hits. Oh, yeah. So they will yeah. be on. Yeah, sure. They will be on one of those early voyages. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing yeah. footage of that pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. P Dubs. Yeah, uh, something that I didn't know at all, which we may have talked about and I may have just forgotten, um, but in 2020, Walt Disney World launched Capture Your Moment, which was a private 20-minute photo shoot with a Disney Photo Pass photographer at Magic Kingdom. Um, And apparently it expanded quite quickly to Animal Kingdom, but um, obviously with everything that happened, it didn't get any further. But um, as of this past weekend... Um, you're able to now book the same service at Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Um, for Epcot, it was starting from the 24th of February. Um, you can make bookings for. Um, you could book your sessions at Epcot um, around World Showcase in Germany, Italy, the American Adventure, Japan, or Morocco. Um, and Starting from the 21st of March, Hollywood Studios will begin theirs, where you can have photos taken at the Tower of Terror uh, with Gertie, uh, the Echo Park dinosaur, Echo Lake dinosaur. Um, the details of the Chinese theatre's facade, uh, or the colourful neon signs and Art Deco architecture of Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard to evoke the golden age of Tinseltown. Um, so when it launched back in 2020, it had a cost of $50. Of course, it's no longer $50 now they've expanded. It's now been moved to $79. Well, so a 20 minute photo shoot. So, what do you get for a 20 minute photo shoot? Literally, you get photos taken in those areas. That is it. Um, I'm not sure if you can book it before the park opens or, or what I'm assuming you can get them outside because the photos they're showing, there is literally no one else in sight. Um, but that is pretty much it. Is but you get you, your photos. So you get, you get like digital copies. Yeah. Of your, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's basically like a photo pass mm. edition. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not horrendous. $17. I know it's only twenty minutes, but you can take quite a lot of pictures in twenty minutes. The only problem is you're, you, in twenty minutes, you're only really going to be able to cover one area. So, yeah. how many pictures of you uh, in that area do you really want? Um, but you know, I guess if you've got a family, you know, seventy-nine dollars for some unique. You know, kind of personalised pictures where he takes a fair amount of time. He, well, the, the photographer, he or she takes a fair amount of time um, to try and make sure you get some really good ones. And presumably they'll have some, like, special ones, you know, with characters or whatever, superimposed. I don't know, but... Um, hey. I don't think I need it, but I'm sure... If so, I'm sure some people will do it. It doesn't seem like a terrible idea. No, I mean, and I'm sure there will be plenty of people that do, especially people yeah. for proposals and things like that. Yeah. It's it's a great opportunity, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only problem I see with it is 20 minutes. That's one family photo with Craig's family, isn't it? 
Well, yeah, that's true. Plus a very, very wide angle lens. It's yeah. like fisheye lens. You know, the people, people in the middle will, will will be like right in your face, and the people on the ends will will look like five miles away. It's um, I mean, in in principle, I think it's a good idea. But like you said, Mister Day, the problem is, mm. is that twenty minutes, you're not going to be able. To, so, let's say, uh, you mentioned their P dubs, Chinese theater. Streets of America, Tower of Terror. Um, I know I'm missing one. Go uh, Gertie. Yeah. The thing is, in 20 minutes, you couldn't cover that distance. No. Anyway, I'm so I'm surprised they don't have Galaxy's Edge in there. You know, or, like or Toy Story. Falcon. Or Toy, Toy Story, Story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just surprised, but maybe that'll come, or maybe that's exclusive to the passengers on the the house here maybe mm, yeah it's possible yeah. um yeah i mean i i think i think in theory although it is a bit pricey in theory i think it's a good idea my concern though is is 20 minutes i would want photos in all of those locations and you're you're just not going to get that in, no, done in 20 minutes. Really do. yeah you're, you're gonna, gonna, really you're gonna have two yeah. aren't you really um, so that's where it kind of falls down a little bit for me, but um, yeah, I, I think you're right, P Dubs. If you're planning like a proposal or something like that, then yeah, I can I can see that uh, kind of being a, a, a good use for it. Or if you just want a, a a picture with no one else in the background, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do that. That's the other question. How no. are they going to make sure no one else is in the back of the photo? Is there, you know, have they got like a little roped off section? or something um but yeah i mean it'll be i'd like to see i'd like to see some of the efforts you know what 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 do people actually get for that money um but i i don't i i think i think there's a good idea there i just it doesn't sound like it's been particularly well thought out I'd, i'd rather pay 120 and get you know, however many locations are in a park. So if that takes an hour or, you know, an hour and 20 or whatever, I'd rather pay the extra money and get that rather than be just stuck with a couple of locations. But I have uh, heard of other people. Oh, by the way, P-Dubs, I wouldn't plan a proposal if I was you because if your wife finds out, she's going to be really annoyed. <laughs> but I, 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 I've, I've heard, oh, and you can get arrested, I've heard of people doing private photo shoots, but at the resorts, using not using Disney photographers, using third-party photographers. Yes. Um, I, I, I don't know if those people are actually allowed to do that in the parks or whether it's we have to keep that outside the parks. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, but, uh, in, that's an interesting one, actually, Mr. D, because I know of at least one person who mm. does that in Disneyland Paris. Mm. And you basically hire her for yeah. a day and she will follow you around with a camera and she'll just take, yeah. you know, all yeah. the photos you like. Now, yeah. that is, you know, the person has been doing that for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I don't, like like you say, I you'd think it's a bit of a grey area um, mm. yeah. in, in some ways, but... Yeah. But then Next at the same I, time, how can you stop someone taking photos? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I listened to another podcast 
<gasps> I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard to understand why. You know, I mean, this is surely enough for anybody. But yeah. But I do listen to other podcasts, and on one of them, there is a person who, when she goes on her family holiday, um, they've used at least two because she's recently switched to a different photographer, and they get a family shoot done at the resort in Walt Disney World. So I know that happens, but whether whether that can be done in the park, I, I don't know. Not sure. I don't. I mean, surely the resorts are are Disney property as well. Yeah. So you would think if you can, if you're allowed to do it there, you mm-hmm. should be allowed to do it in the parks as well because you'd think so. It's all, it's all for, the same property. Yeah. It'd be hard for um. It'd be hard for you know unless you could declare it. It'd be hard for them to know that that person's a professional photographer, but. Uh, whether there's any kind of policy that says if you get caught at that game, you're you're in trouble, you know, you get banned or whatever. Mm. I'm not sure, but because um, you, you, I guess you're conducting business on inside the theme parks, kind of in a way. I, I just don't know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, tours are obviously. Anybody um, knows? Let us know. Yeah, I mean, tours you can't do, can you? You can't do paid for tours. I know um, you used to be able to, but mm. you can't. I don't know if you can now. Don't think you can now, but you used to be able to. Yes. No, a certain uh, a certain friend of the show was banned from doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was yeah, there's another I individual. Think, I don't think Paul Boniface was ever actually legally qualified to do that in the first place. He he was doing a tour of the toilet stalls. Oh, that's where you met Craig. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. it, all, all makes sense mm. now. All makes sense. Um, Mr. D, did you uh, have anything else you wanted to do, to talk about? Uh, yeah, there's a few other, few other bits. I mean, you know, there's not a massive amount of news, really, but uh, there are a few, a few little things. Um, one thing that I don't think we talked about this because uh, we haven't done a Disney show for a little while, but and it's only a small thing, and some people will be will listen to this and go, "What the hell is he on about?" But the I was quite sad because it is a nostalgic Aww. thing to note that the purple road signs are going away in Walt Disney World, being replaced by kind of regular blue and yellow signs. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, the the road signs as you drive through Walt Disney World, they're kind of like purple and red. Uh, and they tell you where the different parks are and the different resorts and that sort of thing. They're, I, they're being I replaced. Do. Which is, I do. Yeah, which is kind of a shame. I but, mean, I mean um, it's not, not a big deal, but... It's it's not, but I mean, look the um, they, I mean, look they 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 were so famous, right? Mm. I don't think you you would have known this, but they actually made a vinylmation of them. Yeah, no, I yeah. Didn't know that. They had it, it, I can't remember what the you know the standard one might have been like Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. and Epcot, and then there were like Chase versions which had um, you know Animal Kingdom and um, Hollywood Studio, you know, different bits and pieces. Different locations with different obviously directions, but they were based on the on the on the signs. So yeah, yeah I mean those those purple signs uh, were absolutely iconic, and I don't know yeah. when they first went up, um, but yeah. they were there. You know when I first went in two thousand seven. So well, when we first went in eighty eight, they were there. There you go. So they, they were there um, a long time. So yeah. Yeah, and they were quite distinctive, and it was mm. it was a thing where, you know, you would drive into Walt Disney World, and the signs were all these purple and red, and they 
you had all these fantastic, exciting place names, you know, the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, All-Star Movies or or whatever, you know, the All-Star Resorts or whatever. And uh, you kind of knew you were you were there. But, mm. um, hey, they're being replaced by blue and yellow, and it kind of matches the main entrance, which is the colour scheme on the main entrance has been changed to that also. So there you go. But also from a transport point of view, we talked about the Sunshine Flyer a while ago. Mm. which is a kind of alternative to Mia's Connect run by a different company and the coaches are painted on the side to look like trains, steam trains, and the drivers or the cast members are dressed up to look like old-time train drivers. So that is that is now running. Uh, the Sunshine Flyer is now up and running, as well as obviously the, the Mia's Connect because the um, Magical Express is, uh, is no longer... So uh, yeah, a couple of couple of little things, and also on a transportation front, um, Brightline received yeah, Brightline received the first train into Orlando, um, and they're hoping to start carrying passengers in 2023. But that's not the leg that is hopefully going to go to Disney Springs. That's going to be quite a bit further out nobody knows exactly when but they previously talked about 2026 and that was that was before covid so whether it's been delayed further who knows but but yeah from next year uh you should be able to take these bright lane passenger trains uh and stop at orlando at least so first train bright lane or bright blue two bright blue two is is now in orlando is that the is that the miami to orlando leg (laughs) yeah Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a good. I think it's a good option. Um, mm. You know, any any additional transportation is a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, in eco times, we should be looking at alternative yep. ways of yep. of travel. Um, yep. And train is obviously a much cleaner uh, method of of, of travel. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's, that's mm-hmm. good. It's just a shame. Like you say, it's it's so far behind. Well, we don't know if it's so far behind schedule, but it's certainly you know a way off before it starts being useful sure. for us getting to the parks. But uh, yeah, 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 that's that's mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. Yep. Uh, P Dubs, anything else from you? No, that was it from me on the the park side of things. Uh, I have got one quick one. Um, the uh, roundup. Rodeo Barbecue is uh, is uh, hopefully going to finish construction soon. It was delayed uh, because of the pandemic, but uh, the uh, the permits have gone in uh, to finish off what uh, what they started. So hopefully mm-hmm. that will be opening later this year. Um, the description of the restaurant from the Disney website says, uh, in this unique, fun family friendly dining experience guests will enjoy delicious barbecue fare while surrounded by a kaleidoscope of toys games and play sets uh, that Andy has brought together to create his one of a kind rodeo uh, stepping into the lobby and waiting area guests experience firsthand what it feels like to be one of Andy's honorary toys before progressing into two larger dining room spaces where Andy's rodeo takes place here the rodeo will be in full swing with western town and train station places mixing with surprising Playful details like some fan favorite Pixar characters as never as have never been seen before. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing about that I don't like is, I mean, number one, 
it says surrounded by a kaleidoscope of toys. If they don't have a kaleidoscope, that's false advertising. Um, the the second one is where it says about guest experience firsthand, what it feels like to be one of Annie's honorary toys. Now, I don't want to bring up Toy Story 3 again, because that makes everybody sad, but um, most of his honorary, honorary toys went into a black bin bag. So let's not forget that. But uh, you know, it's a new it's a new eating experience. There's not much in the way of barbecue, really, in the parks. So I think a, a, a specified barbecue joint should be quite good for people. So uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'll give it a try. Well, I like the old spare rib. No, well, I used to. Um, another thing. There which... must be a vegan version, surely. Uh, there are. Yeah. yeah, and some are better than others, as as, as yeah. is the as is the usual case uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to that. Um, another story. Th- this is like a half story, really. But um, so the Disney website uh, updates, obviously, uh, refurbishment schedules and and you know things like that. And the uh, the Princess and the Frog retheme has disappeared so um on the on the information for the splash mountain ride on the website there was a little bit at the bottom that said it would be uh transformed into the frog uh, the princess and the frog um and that's that's been removed now initially uh, i think people were going oh well that means they've changed their minds then you know they've listened to the um the uh, petitions and uh, the people on Twitter complaining and Disney aren't going to do it. Um, I don't think that's the case. No, I, I think, think so. I, I think it's just that, you know, everything is, is pushed so far back now, you know, with, what with Tron still not um, being signed off yet and stuff like that. I think they're just taking it off because it's going to be a long time before they actually get around to doing it. That's, that's all I think it means. I don't think it means that Splash Mountain is going to be uh, staying put. No, um, no. The, the ride obviously will stay put, but what I mean is in its current guise. And I don't think it's, yeah. I still think it will change. I just think they've just taken that down because it's not happening anytime yeah. soon. I think they'll probably time yeah, it for this new series that's meant to be coming in uh, at that, some point. Yeah, I think, I think that's due 2024. Yeah. Or tw- 23 or 24. They announced a lot of series, didn't they? Yeah, it was um, that. Kind of it was a Tangled series, wasn't it? There's um, a oh, there was a there was a Moana series as well. Yeah. So announced a few. Um, so yeah, I think you're you're probably right. It would make sense to to wait uh, and yeah. tighten. Then you know they love corporate synergy, but uh, mm. yeah. So it's it's been noted. It's out there, mm-hmm. but I I think um, I think we're all reading too much into it. I don't think it uh, is anything significant. I think it's just a change. Yeah. Um, Mr. D, anything else from you in the parks? Um, no, not a lot. I'm still waiting to to hear about Fantasmic. Um, it looks like they're nearly finished. It looks like they've refilled the lagoon. It's also Mickey's been seen as well. Mickey's been seen. Saucer and Mickey. Saucer and Mickey. Mm. Uh, so yeah, but no, no date. I don't think yet in terms of when it's going to come back. But they no. have said it is going to come back. Obviously, it's going to come back. So um, 
hopefully soon. I guess before summer, hopefully, would be nice, or before Easter even, maybe. So, yeah, um, interested to see the, the new scenes. I uh, love the show. It's, it's, it's definitely one of our favourite shows. Mm. So, hopefully, the new scenes are... are at least as good or, or maybe even better than what was there before. And they haven't taken away anything that, that people love. So, yeah, um, quite keen to see what that looks like. Yeah, and I think um, I, I think some updates to the show itself would be welcome because it's been pretty much the same yeah. since its first opening. They've added a few characters um, yeah. over that time, but not no one significant in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, it, it's a show that I don't want to see it change too much, but mm. adding some more characters or adding some more up to date scenes wouldn't be a wouldn't be a biggie, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I know the lighting projection technology. I, mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're incorporating any projection technology, but they've certainly got, you know, they've certainly got things that they could bring to that show that that would enhance it. So, yeah, it'd just be interesting to see. What that's like, but good to good to see that they're getting ready to bring it back again. Yep, no, I I completely agree. Yeah. Right, in that case, let's go and have a look at what's been going on outside the parks. I I'm gonna just kick off with something which really tickled me. Um, Kanye West isn't exactly someone that I relate to Disney very much. Uh, I can't no. think of any obvious no. connections. Um, but that doesn't stop him being featured here because um, he had one of his uh, infamous um, public kind of um, spouting of nonsense on on social media and uh, he called out Bob Iger <laughs> yeah oh. it was uh, it was it was quite quite the um Quite the uh, the statement that you put out um, for yeah. So this is this is the statement that you, it's now been deleted, but of course it's the internet; nothing gets deleted, right? So I'm going to read this verbatim. Please don't ask me to explain any of this because I can't, or or not all of it. But this is what he said: "This ain't about skeet people; it's about selling your a narrative skeet." just playing his part in Frozen 3, except it's not in the theatres this time, it's on Daily Mail, tell Bob and the entire Disney staff you wasted your money on Star Wars and Marvel because even though it makes money, you will never control the high schools. No one ever heard a Machine Gun Kelly song, Bob. Now, on top of that, that was written all in caps with no commas no full stops nothing that was just one long sentence there was a full Doesn't stop right know that Bob Iger's left I don't that Bob Iger is I, no longer CEO of Disney I, I, I'm, I don't know and I don't even okay. know what Machine Gun Kelly's got to do with this I know who Machine Gun Kelly is he's got nothing to do mm. with this at all and I don't understand what Frozen Free's got to do with the Daily Mail very very strange um, but he, uh, he he deleted that uh, off Instagram, not that long after he uh, he posted it, but yeah, mad. So I mean, what trying to trying to decipher? I think he's not. I think he feels that Disney's 
um, unwisely invest its money in Star Wars uh, and Marvel, which is a very strange thing to Uh, (laughs) call them out on. Yeah, kind of is, isn't it? When you you look at what the the movies have made. Spider-Man was the biggest film of 2021, being released two weeks before Christmas. It was the biggest film of the year. So, um, yeah, yeah, very... uh, very bizarre. Um, Kanye's a, a complicated, complicated man. Um, but P Dobbs, where did you want to kick off? I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm sure it had nothing to do with Kanye West. So <laughs> no, it, no, it didn't. No, um, of course not. Let, let's uh, let's move over to a little bit of a well, a little bit of strange news for Marvel. Um, in the the story that broke last week. Um, and it started with Marvel, and, and I'll touch a little bit more on, on where else it goes. But um, the announcement that um, the Defenders and the, the Marvel shows that um, were made for Netflix um, over the last decade um, will no longer be on Netflix. Um, the licensing deal has ended. Um, Netflix no longer have any rights to, to those characters. Um, as we knew um, previously, there was a certain time limit before Marvel could use these characters again. That time has come to an end, obviously, with the spoiler for those that hasn't haven't seen Spider-Man, um, with the return of Matt Murdock uh, in Spider-Man. Um, I loved him in the A-Team. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that has now reverted. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and those guys that made up the Defenders as well as the Punisher, um, have now all reverted back to Disney. No confirmation yet that they will be on Disney Plus or Hulu, but you can only imagine that is where they're going. Um, A lot of people thought it was specifically these shows. It actually wasn't. Um, There's a few other shows. Um, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is also, that licensing deal has ended. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was already on Disney Plus anyway, um, but was being shared with, with Netflix. Um, and on top of that, uh, American Horror Story um, and the two seasons of American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson uh, and The Assassination of Yanni Versace. Um, they're reversing back to Disney as well. Um, and a few films, uh, including the BFG um, and a few others, will also be leaving Netflix over the next short period. Um that's a, but that's a no. weird. That's a, that's a well. I tell you what's weird. Firstly, the fact that I broke the news in the in the Facebook chat and I completely forgot about it. Uh, well, it's not really that weird. I do forget stuff a lot. But um, what I find interesting with this, uh, especially with the uh, the other shows, not so much the Marvel ones. You always kind of got that sense that that would be eventually their fate. But there's so many licensing deals with these with these shows so like in in england the american crime story series and associated series like feud they've got to deal with fx on the bbc yeah like fx signed a deal with with bbc a few years ago so a lot of those shows are still going to bbc first but the latest american crime stories never made it to netflix so I wonder if that deal had already expired. Um, oh, and it's just so the right. remaining shows that were still on Netflix are going over. But 
what is interesting with the Marvel shows is they were Netflix originals, weren't they? Yeah, technically, but Netflix have this habit of putting that on a start of a lot of shows. Um, yes. Include they did it with Star Trek Discovery. Oh, did they? Um, despite, yeah, despite the fact that it was clearly not a Netflix original um, and has since been removed from Netflix as well. Um, they the tend to place. do that if it's the only place that's got it. Yeah, The Good Place was another one because a lot of people, yeah. um, when I was talking about it with people, would say, oh, you know, you know, what a great Netflix show. I'm like, well, no, it's an NBC show. It's just yeah. that Netflix have got the rights to it, but it's not, a, you know, and I always found it weird that they called it a Netflix original when you knew it wasn't. Yeah. But Yeah, Netflix had very little to do with actually making those series. They pretty much just bought the rights to them. That is interesting. So the belief is that the characters, well, sorry, the shows will be going to Hulu or Star in the UK. Um, and then they can be integrated into, and oh, we've already seen a touch of it anyway, haven't yeah. we? With, with yeah. Kingpin as well in uh, Hawkeye. But yeah. that these characters now technically can all be part of the wider MCU. But are those yeah. shows canon? That's the that's the question. Are those shows going to be canon, or yeah. are just they're going to just use the same actors? It's yeah, odd. that's that's because they've not even addressed that with either version that we've seen. No. Um I know Vincent D'Onofrio said that he still considered it the same character playing Kingpin, but they've since talked about him not being the same. Um, so I don't know. We, we should see. He's obviously the same character, but not possibly not the same literation of the character, like yeah. uh, a multiverse type deal. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Which some... I suppose we can talk about that now as well. Well, I was going to say, do you want to talk about the next Marvel thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, talking of Super Bowl at the beginning of the show, um, Marvel, as always, threw in one of their trailers. Um, we got. Uh, the full-length trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, um, which just <laughs> throwing people for a for a good one. Um, so it's we get variants of a lot of the characters that we know are in it. Multiple different versions of Doctor Strange, multiple versions of Wanda. Um, but the uh, the surprise of the trailer um, was the introduction of Professor X. Well, I mean, look, let, let, let's be completely honest here. No one knows that is the case. However, <laughs> you saw, you saw somebody... Patrick Stewart's voice. Well, I was going to say, you saw someone bald from, the, from behind and you heard yeah. Patrick Stewart's voice, which is very distinctive. So, yeah. although I have seen, I have seen people turn around and say they think it's McAvoy. But I don't no. think McAvoy sounds anything like Patrick Stewart. He doesn't. At all. No, doesn't. doesn't. No. Thank you, Mr. Dave. It's, it, it's <laughs> yeah. definitely Patrick Stewart. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was Patrick Stewart. People have also said that Tom Cruise is in the trailer. What? Yeah. It's not. Well, I didn't I didn't even see that. But yeah. No, I know the bit that they've been talking about, and it's not. It's the variant of Captain Marvel. Right, okay. Um, which is led to believe is Monica's mother. Oh. From the first Captain Marvel film. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. This is Rambo. Um, yeah. So, Mr. D, uh, just to kind of fill you in, there's a lot of... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure P-Dubs has seen it, but there was a... Uh, apparently, somebody had managed to get a copy of the, the credits to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse yeah. of Madness. You know, the, the thing that they do when mm-hmm. in advance of a film actually being locked, um, mm-hmm. which had a cast list with all the people in the film and yeah. all the people playing the characters. So there was like... Um, Captain America and there was Iron Man and, and this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and Iron Man was Tom Cruise and Captain America was played by uh, John Krasinski uh, and all mm-hmm. this. I, 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 there have been rumours circling for a long time that you know there, are, there will be cameos in the film from actors playing different versions of characters that we already know. And yeah. a lot of, you know, those names in particular, those two they are people that you know were gonna originally play or were rumored to play those characters before the films actually got made so it would make sense but there is no way that that those credits that somebody's taken a very fuzzy no. photo of are are actual actually real no no considering it said that um oh what's his name michael scott from the office why can't i remember his real name steve corral they yeah, they got him playing some random character from another film. <laughs> and I was like, mm, no, I don't think so. No, no. Um, but yeah, that's that, that, that's one of Tom Cruise's rumours from Mr. D. But people were convinced he was in the trailer. I was like, he's definitely not yeah. in the trailer. <laughs> no. The rumour is that Ewan Griffith is in that trailer, though. As Mr. Fantastic. Interesting. Uh, the one scene when they're kind of in the room with all the seats. Apparently, he is one of the ones that is sitting down. Hmm. So I don't know. It would it would make sense if they keep that version of uh, Mister Fantastic because obviously, with them making a new Fantastic Four film, which is yeah. years away, they're not going to just throw the brand new Mister Fantastic in this film if they're going to no. be making another Fantastic Four film in like three years' no. time. Or whatever it is, so uh, yeah, and I don't know whether you you've seen the poster um, that has Captain Carter's shield as part of it. I I haven't, but I've heard that rumor, and I would be all in on uh, yeah. seeing that. Which would also that also kind of plays in to the fact that they made quite a big deal that what when what if uh, starts on Disney Plus last year. That it was canon to the MCU, yeah. Um, so that would make sense if they decided to actually make that a reality. Um, yeah, and I'd be happy to see it. Absolutely. And someone claims to have found Deadpool on the poster as well. well I'm probably is. It, it could well be, but I I found the the section of the poster, and for the life of me, I can't see it on the actual poster. So it looks like someone's posted around with yeah. the picture and people, stuck him in it. People were doing that with the Spider-Man posters last year. Like, if yeah. you really zoom into this bit and you can see the Andrew Garfield version of Spider-Man, and it was, you know, a, a pretty dodgy Photoshop. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they whack him in as a cameo. Because... Yeah, I think he probably will be in it because they've got to introduce him somehow, haven't they? Yeah, so... and I, I, I really hope they keep him as a, a 
a cameo type character and not uh, yeah. a full fledged. Stick him in the scene with Hugh Jackman, and I'm fine. There you go. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's it's interesting news, and and I mean, time will tell, right? On uh, yeah, on that if it uh, if it comes off. Um, just quickly for me, uh, good news, bad news. If you were waiting on the Beauty and the Beast TV series, so uh, last Tuesday they announced Rita Ora had been cast as one of the the lead characters for this uh, show that they've been talking about now pretty much since the film came out. Um, so that was good news. Uh, but the bad news on Thursday was the indefinite uh, hiatus of said show. Damn. <laughs> in a very, very, very bizarre move. Like, why would you announce somebody who's joining the cast in a lead role and in two days later say, but we're kind of cancelling it now? And they've been cast, they've been announced in casting for like two or three weeks. Yes. Uh, and it just, it was incredibly strange that they, especially with a property like that as well, I just, I don't quite understand. Well, it was due to start filming this summer, wasn't it? Yeah, the sets are being made, and you know schedules were cleared, and and everything, and they've basically, I think, reading between the lines of like the the statement that came out, it just sounds like they're not confident with the quality of the scripts, yeah, and the songs. So, yeah, but I just I just thought the whole thing was really weird. Why would you? They must have known on Tuesday. They must have known at the beginning of that week. Something's not right here. It's just, yeah, very strange. So it's not, it's not been officially cancelled, but it's been delayed indefinitely. So make of that what you will. I think that's all we can speculate from. Um, Mister D. Um, yeah, outside the parks. Um, again, it's this news is maybe slightly older, but uh, the Disney Wish, the latest cruise ship, has been delayed again. Um, been pushed back five weeks to mid-July now, um, which is a problem, I guess, if you were booked on the maiden voyage or some of those early voyages. But I think if you were if you were booked on those, you're automatically being shifted to the new maiden voyage, there and you, you get fifty percent off. Yeah, uh, you've obviously got you don't have to accept that if it doesn't suit you. You'll then get a refund plus I think you still get the fifty percent but um to to put towards another cruise but uh but yeah um just I think COVID and everything else has um has pushed that shit back uh, to mid July. So uh, well I think they've look got to, to see it though it does look good. Yeah I, I think it's not not health and safety. I think it's the fact that they've not been able to um do all the testing for it yet. Yeah. And that's what what that's what they've they've had to delay it for because they, they you know it's, it's literally not uh, signed off yet. Um, yeah, yeah, it so. uh, it finally was placed into water this week yes. as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at least they've got one step further. Mm-hmm. It floats. One of the yeah. most important things about yeah. a boat is it floats. Yeah. It looks mass. It looks massive though compared mm. to the other ones. Yeah, I don't know how it compares. I don't think it's hugely longer, though, is it? I don't think it was. Then the no, it the just last... it it seemed higher up. It seemed to be more levels yeah, than the other okay. ones. 
Yeah. Well, I suppose there's only they can only be so long, can't they? You know, there's yeah. there's yeah. restrictions and stuff on on them. So maybe that's how you yeah. get around that. You build up rather than build out. But... Yeah. They don't have a deck fifteen on them cruise ship. A deck thirteen, do they on the cruise ships? No. Like, like hotels, isn't it? For super. Yeah, for superstitious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's as you say, Mr. D, it's, it's a step in the right direction. So, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. Um, we saw the end of the Book of Boba Fett last week. Yes. Did everyone see it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I binged Book of Boba. I didn't watch... Um, I, I watched the first episode when it came out and then I didn't watch any other episode until last weekend leading up to the finale and um, it was I, I found I found it personally a very mixed show um, I thought the first I thought the first episode wasn't too bad but the the second episode was an absolute drag and the third episode wasn't much better and then right after that four and five, and six were pretty decent episodes and the quality kind of improved as that went on. Um, but I, I was a bit disappointed in the finale. I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it really landed for me. What did you think, Mr. D? Yeah. You hang on, P-dubs. I am. <laughs> if, if Mr. D's still there, that is. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I, I thought it was the whole series I thought was strange. So I, I did have some reservations at the beginning. Um, I wasn't, we, and we talked about this, so I won't go over it too much, but I did feel like the character was a bit kind of inconsistent. You know, Boba Fett was this mysterious badass and now they're, they're kind of exposing him and I, I thought maybe the actor playing the part um, wasn't that believable as a badass and was maybe a little bit I don't want to be ageist, but it was too old for some of the action scenes and they tried to make them a bit overly dramatic um, like the scene where he comes out of the tent and he's wearing the black robes the sand people robes and it's like this dramatic music and the shot is down low it, it's not the same impact as the Mandalorian putting on the armour and mm. they tried to make it like that so that was slightly laughable but I did think that towards the end of the series that it did show more he was a, he was a better character at the end it showed more but yeah he was fallible but he was trying to put down some roots and he you know wanted to be something more than just this floating bounty hunter that didn't have any didn't have any place to call home and was willing to fight for it and and so I quite I quite liked that I think if they'd brought some of that out at the beginning of the series, it, it might have just helped establish him as a character, sympathetic character. Um, I did like all the Mandalorian stuff, but again, it's like, what the hell? Where did that come from? You know, it was it was like, there's a bit of Boba Fett, then there's a whole bit of Mandalorian, and then there's Boba and Mando together, sort of thing, and it was more about Mando than it was about Boba. Um, but still, it was enjoyable, you know. It was it was good Star Wars entertainment, and you know they're kind of cashing in on Man the Mandalorian. 
again, might have been smarter to put that in, to put a little bit of Mando in right at the beginning to get people watching Boba Fett. But I guess the viewing figures were pretty good anyway, so maybe they didn't need that. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a bit uneven, but I still really enjoyed it. And I'm assuming there'll be a second series and I'll I'll definitely be watching the second series. And I, I whetted my appetite for Mandalorian Season 3. I don't think there will be another series, if I'm honest. I think... No? I think Boba will now just be part of the Mandalorian. Mm. I, so I don't know this for sure, but I know that um, Pedro Pascal has been filming um, The Last of Us for right. HBO Max, which yeah. is based on the, the video game series. And yeah. I won, you know, I don't know this for sure, but I wonder if they knew he was doing that and they didn't want to wait all that time for another Mandalorian series because they knew they mm. wouldn't be able to get him to film it. So they threw yeah. this in as like a kind of, and it was more like a mini series. I know it was only if like about three episodes short in the Mandalorian series, but it did feel more like a, a mini series than it did a season of a show. Mm. Um, and so I wonder if that's what they did. And also as well, the other thing is, you know, you never saw, the Mandalorian with his mask, his, his helmet off at all. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, you can kind of figure that he probably wasn't on set at all for it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, the they've been work. filming Mandalorian without him as well. Right. Yeah. Because he's still filming The Last of Us, isn't he? Yeah. And they started filming The Mandalorian and it got shut down because of COVID outbreak. Right. And he wasn't on set at the time. Yeah. It's so. all, all John Wayne's grand Son. that's it and I was, I was funny to my wife she was like she couldn't get her head around me at all <laughs> bless her um but yeah so what did, what did you think p-dubs i i enjoyed it it was very uneven um he was never a character that i particularly cared for anyway um i'm not one of these ones that fawn over what we'd seen of him in the in the films previously. I thought his introduction in The Mandalorian was was good. Um I'm not convinced that we needed a series about him. Um I think we already knew quite a lot about him anyway. Um and yeah just I I have a funny feeling that those episodes with just the Mandalorian were meant to be in the new season of Mandalorian. Um, and when they realised the quality wasn't quite up to the standard that it had been, they went, oh, why don't we just shove that in Boba Fett instead uh, and write around it? Because that first episode that he's in, it literally feels like it has absolutely nothing to do with the series oh, until that final scene. Yeah. yeah. It's like it, it's like it came from a different series completely. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other thing as well... Um, so I suppose well, we've already done some spoilers anyway, but um, you know, once again, they found a way to throw Grogu in here. Now, don't get me wrong; like, I mean, the little guy's adorable, right? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna stand for any hate against the cute little bugger. But again, it was like because he's the cash cow, because it's what everybody yeah. loves. We better throw Grogu in here. What I think they did really well, though. Is they and I, I already thought Luke turning up in the Mandalorian was impressive, mm. um, but I thought the work they did here yeah. was incredible. Yeah. And I was yeah, talking, 
I was talking to a friend about it um, the other night, and um, he said what had happened was somebody took that footage from The Mandalorian, did a deep fake video instead, like, you know, using deep fake technology instead to recreate those scenes from the second season finale, The Mandalorian. Lucasfilm saw it and said, right, we want you to come and work on this show. And so that's what they did. And that's why Luke looked even more impressive, I think, uh, in this one. But what was really weird is Mark Hamill did not record any dialogue for this show. Absolutely. He did absolutely nothing. (laughs) No, but it's his voice. And they used a computer program, like an AI program, that basically they fed lines into it and it, you know, against dialogue that he'd recorded in the original trilogy of films until it matched. So that's why it sounds so like Luke Skywalker because technically he's Mark Hamill's voice, but it's a complete digital representation of his voice and it's not him at all. And he's that's credited, isn't he? Well, yeah, because... He's is, in the credits. Yeah, yeah it, you know, technically it is him. It's just the computer yeah. has changed all of what he said. It's it's uh, it's yeah. bizarre. Um, the other thing that really made me laugh though, as well, is um, and you guys aren't as geeky as me, so you won't know about this. But um, Hasbro uh, has this uh, thing called Haslab, and what Haslab is, it's basically like a, a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe for toys, really expensive toys, and they've done them for all you know they did one for the mandalorian for making the the razor crest um as a ship that you could buy um they did uh jabba the hut sail barge that way before uh, the marvel stuff gi joe ghostbusters but this year or last year before christmas they did one for the rancor monster and it was about 250 quid it was a huge huge toy you know it was to scale with the figures so it you know, it actually could pick up Luke Skywalker or whoever you gave it to and actually, you know, it would be in, in size scale to them. Um, and it didn't get backed. It was it was one of the first projects that, well, I think it might be the first project that never got backed. Um, they needed like 10,000 people to pay for it and they got about 7,500. And a lot of the complaints were it was really expensive for something that played such a small part in the Star Wars series of films. And of course, had they just waited to do it this year, that probably would have flown yeah. off because the Rancor <laughs> became a, a really integral part of that story. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, quite funny. But obviously, they they you know were embargoed to, to talk about it. They couldn't talk about it and spoil the surprise. So they knew, but they couldn't say anything, and it blew up in their face. Um, but uh, yeah, look, if you're if you're listening to this and you're, you've sat on the fence, you haven't watched Book of Boba Fett, I think we can all agree it's worth watching. Um, but I think we also kind of in agreement that it's not up to the standard of the Mandalorian, but it's still it's still decent Star Wars fare. Yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely. What's going to be interesting now, we didn't get a trailer for Obi-Wan, although we've got a release date of the 25th of May. Yeah. Which is the forty fifth anniversary of Star Wars? Yeah. I think. So, so, yeah, I think so. And um and also we got uh oh, what's the other one? What's his name? Andor. 
Yeah. And or coming out later this year as well. Um, yeah, good luck. Uh, good luck fitting Grogu into those shows, guys. Mm. Good luck. That's all I can say. Um, that could... Sure, Grogu's got cousins. <laughs> don't, don't give Chapek ideas. Um, <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I mean, the, the other, oh, sorry. From a, sorry, just from a Disney Plus point of view. Yeah. Um, I had wanted to go and see The Kingsman in the cinema, but then, of course, it, it popped up on Disney Plus not that long after it had been in the in the movie theater. So no, uh, that's kind of kind of pleasant surprise. Did you so watch I watched it? that? I did. Yeah. Have you seen it? I watched it at the weekend. Um, I what was a think? I was a big fan of The Kingsman, mm-hmm. The Secret Service. Um, yep. I've only seen The Kingsman, The Golden Circle once, and I didn't really uh, enjoy it uh, that much. So I was a bit apprehensive going into this one. Uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, so I, I same. I really liked Kingdom Secret Service. Quite liked Golden Circle. Um, watched them both again recently, before the King's Man, um, and it, it is quite a lot of fun. The Golden Circle, but it is crazy. I mean, it's totally wacky. You know, the whole Elton John stuff is funny, but it's just out there. Um, so really, wasn't sure what to expect from the King's Man, the, the prequel, and was quite surprised at it actually because it's 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 got a totally different feel and vibe from the other two films, don't you think? Uh, I mean, absolutely. it's not, you know, the humour is, is almost zero, mm. right? There's, there's, there's the odd little quip, but very little, you know, the crazy gadgets and, you know, super crazy villains aren't quite there. But I thought it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it as a an action spy slash war type movie. I did quite enjoy it. But if you're a Kingsman Secret Service fan expecting a, a kind of steampunk version of that, that isn't really what you get. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Be interesting to see where they take it. I mean obviously there's did you stay for the little um the little Easter egg at the end? Because it gives oh. you a clue where the next one's going. No, I don't. Uh-huh. I didn't see that. There you go. Oh. Yeah, go and watch that. There's, uh, it gives you a pretty big clue as to to where the next one's going to go, and it's not a big surprise, really. <laughs> you won't. I, I, you won't be like stunned. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think the, I think the honest answer is where it's going to go next is is probably nowhere. And the reason I say that ah, well, is yeah. because it it did so poorly. I mean. Yeah. It came out at Christmas. It came out the, in America the same day as Sing 2 and The Matrix Revolutions and the second weekend of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, it came out here Boxing Day, which yeah. had also had The Matrix and you know the, the th- third weekend of, of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, it was very poor timing. It had been moved yeah. around a lot. I think there'd been a, quite a bit of reshoots. I... If I'm honest, I was disappointed in what you just said about the steampunk bits because that's exactly what I was. I said this to my wife afterwards. I was like, hey, "You didn't get like the gadgets and stuff," and she said, "But it was filmed. Yeah. Like, it was set at a completely different time." And I was like, "No, absolutely, I get that, but you did expect 
some kind of, as you say, like steampunk gadgetry or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very, yeah. very uh, vanilla. You know, it, you know, it was knives yeah. and swords and, you know, very basic guns. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, that I thought was, compared to the other films, was a, a disappointment. And yeah. I felt the film was tonally all over the place. You're right, the humour just wasn't there, which was a, a big miss, I think. Um, it wasn't written. Yeah. Uh, Jane Jane Goldman? I yeah, she wasn't, she wasn't she wasn't involved, was she? No. Yeah. There was there because there was two of them she brought she did the first two with Matthew Vaughn, didn't she? And Matthew yes. Vaughn was involved in this one, but not James Goldman. Yeah, he, he, he wrote and directed this one as well, but yeah. she wasn't involved. So I think that's where the humour possibly went. Um Yeah. But yeah, I just I just found it a bit all over the place and it was a it was yeah. a shame. I I did enjoy it, but I, I gave it like a, a solid seven. Like yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't as good as the first, but I enjoyed it more than the second. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, I, I, I was disappointed, but considering how it had done at the box office, I enjoyed it more. Like I, I don't think it deserved to flop. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully now it's on Disney plus, it will find uh, an audience. And I thought, I thought the cast were, were good. You know, I thought yeah. Ralph Ray, Ray Fiennes is, is pretty much good in anything. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed Reese Savan's uh, Rasputin. I thought he was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's good, not great. I think is mm-hmm. is my overall kind of vibe. Um, but actually, yeah. you reminded me because we also another another film didn't do very well. Is coming to Disney Plus, West Side Story. Uh, mm. is coming to Disney Plus, I think, the 5th of March. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so that I saw that. Yeah. I saw you, that in the cinema. Yeah, you did. So I didn't get a chance to. So I'm I'm excited because I did want to go uh, and see that. And uh, I think I mentioned before, but uh, the French Dispatch uh, comes out this week on Disney Plus in the UK, at least. So... Uh, yeah. If you like your Wes Anderson films, it's the most Wes Anderson film of all the Wes Anderson films. So uh, you'll either love it or you hate it. I absolutely loved it. But uh, yeah, that's that's good though. I'm glad you reminded me about the Kingsman. Um, it's on Disney Plus. Go and watch it. Yeah, go and watch Give it. Give it a go. Yeah, and if you watch it, enough people watch it, then maybe there will be a, a fourth film. I, I honestly think that the, the one thing about Disney Plus is that you do feel that they'll they'll you're more likely to get a, a, a sequel to a film on there yeah. if it didn't do particularly well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's it's like a lower risk strategy, I suppose. Yeah. So. Or, a, yeah, or if not a film, then you may get a series out of it. Because, I mean, I guess from a from a streaming services point of view, that's that seems to be the way we're going, isn't it? No, no kit as a, as a series rather than a one-off film. But, uh, and... Who knows? Yeah, and I mean, I know it's based on, on comics, and I know that it was quite, um, it was quite deviated from the original source material. So maybe if they do do a TV version, it might be more like the uh, the original series. Sure. So. There was one other trailer for another streaming service series that I was going to mention. Mm. It isn't directly connected to either Disney or Universal, but we've talked about it before, and there's a franchise this could be this this series could be the thing that kind of reinvigorates that from a theme park point of view 
Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not. I'm talking about the Rings of Power. Did you see the trailer for it or the teaser that dropped this week? I, which I is the Rings of Power is the it. token prequel to the Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I saw, so that comes a out on. I saw yeah, a snippet. Yeah. So second of September, I think, scheduled to come up. The most expensive TV series ever made. Prequel to Lord of the Rings. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Because I'm a massive Tolkien fan, right? Read all the books several times. And, oof, this is like uh, farting in church if they get this wrong. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just not good. <laughs> but I and, I and I don't know from the teaser, I've got to be honest. I mean, it looks spectacular, but, um, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know whether they're going to mess about with the source material so much that they do another Hobbit on it. And for anybody who's ever <laughs> read The Hobbit and knows anything about The Hobbit, you know, what Peter Jackson did to The Hobbit was just, con- considering what he did to Lord of the he does such a good job with Lord of the Rings to screw up The Hobbit so badly, to just unashamedly milk three films out of something that should have been one film is just awful in my opinion never forgive that, him for it was that but, a jackson uh, decision or was that a studio decision though ah uh, yeah i mean who knows you know i mean i'm blaming i'm blaming him as a front man for it but yeah, yeah. It, it probably was a studio decision to be fair but i don't feel like being fair he fucked up the hobbit and that's it that's it no no hey look look i'm so, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call you out i said mm-hmm. opinions are opinions yeah. um opinions are opinions I never watched. That should be the mantra of this show. I never watched The Hobbit um, mm-hmm. because I was hearing so much bad stuff about it, and I hadn't yeah. read The Hobbit since I was a kid, so I mm-hmm. didn't. It wasn't in, in my psyche as as much as it, I wouldn't have got the best out of it. Um, yeah. And the Lord of the Ring films for me, uh, I'm, I just wasn't a fan. I, I think I think they're really well done. Like I can't, I can't say they weren't well done at all. They they really were. The casting was great. They looked fantastic. Um, I'm just not a a massive fan of that genre as I've talked about before. Um, yeah. So the, 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 this new TV series, um, I don't know. I might I might give it a go, but mm, I don't know. It, it, the thing is, when you're watching when when stuff appears on streaming, it's much easier to just like give a show a watch and make a decision and yeah. invest time into a film or, or something. Yeah, sure. uh, P-Dubs, what are you, what are you like in Lord of the Rings? I was a massive fan of the original films. Um, they were part of my autograph hunting era um, when I met most of the cast. Um, and yeah, I agree with Mr. D that The Hobbit, I think I've watched them all maybe once in the cinema and once at home and have never gone back to them whereas Lord of the Rings I probably watch every couple of years Um, and yeah I'm looking forward to it it seems like they're sticking very close to Jackson's designs Uh, the dwarves pretty much look exactly the same Um, so that's that's one plus point and yeah it'll be interesting especially with the money they've spent on it Uh, and for anybody that doesn't know it was the first season was filmed in New Zealand. Um, that is changing for season two, and it's being filmed here in the UK. Mm, it is. Well, uh, the reason why I mentioned it was because, you know, it's it's a huge 
franchise. I mean, even just the films that have been created so far. And if this series is in any way successful, you know, from a theme park point of view, it's, it's got to still be of interest to both Disney and Universal. That's why, that's why I brought it up, you know. Um, well, it will be streaming on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's got, got you know, the whole token universe um, has got, it's got massive scope from a theme park point of view. But uh, we shall see. But September second, I think, is when it actually drops, or at least the first episode drops. So more to come on that. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure we'll be talking about it across the podcast as it comes up uh, nearer. And I think you're absolutely right. Um, the fact that we've gone this far and has been, you know, the only, the only kind of Lord of the Rings attraction has been, you know, visiting the village set in New Zealand. Uh, is yeah. pretty criminal and you know yeah. estates love to make money so you think it's only a matter of time and I think it was Mr Ripley the other day that was talking about uh, was it Pinewood yeah looking to do yeah. a bit of a theme park expansion that's right they're going to do something similar to what Warner Brothers have done with Harry Potter I think mm. so yeah. you know you could say well that makes sense it'll be in the UK Uh Tolkien, Tolkien country and yep. yeah it, it, it's a possibility but s- someone someone has got to be able to get the rights to it and uh, maybe this show will be the catalyst to kick up yeah. the uh, the arse the franchisee needs to oh, yeah. uh, relinquish uh, those rights um, but yeah I, I, you know what it's funny though like you said it's the most expensive TV show ever made and I know that um, it's, I can't remember what the budget is, but it's, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Like a hundred million uh, for the first season, or something. Might have been even more than that. Um, but I remember when uh, Revenge of the Sith was coming out, and there was a talk of the Star Wars TV show at the time being done, and that was going to be the, the most expensive TV show in the world, and that was going to be, you know, movie like budget per episode. Yeah. And, and that's why it stayed sitting on George Lucas's shelf. Well, absolutely. No one wanted to pump the money up for it at the time. Different yeah. days now. Um, actually, just on that note, because you mentioned streaming and stuff being promoted, but there was another trailer yesterday for Moon Knight. P-Dubs, when does that drop? Uh, that drops at the end of next month, I believe. Yeah, I think it's like the 28th or something. Yeah. Something around then. So I haven't watched the trailer. I watched the initial trailer for Moon Knight. No interest in watching any more trailers. I just want to watch the damn The trailer show. from last night was... It was only like 28 seconds long. Oh, okay. So it didn't, <laughs> it didn't show you much yeah, more than you've seen. No, okay. it was just a TV spot, okay. basically. They spent all their money on the Doctor Strange slot. <laughs> yeah, that was a long one. Fair enough. Um, cool. Okay, well, well, we'll wrap this episode up unless Mr. D's got another curveball to throw in at the last minute. Only got one fun fact. <laughs> that is that the new Disney cruise ship is four feet longer than the the last two. Oh well, there you go. You <laughs> were is, correct. It, it one is. one suite's got an extra four foot to it. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually the same number of cabins, one thousand two hundred fifty cabins, but it is one thousand one hundred nineteen feet long, as opposed to the Dream and the Fantasy, which are one thousand one hundred fifteen feet long. And the wish and the wonder 
sorry, the Wonder and the Magic, which are 964 feet long. Wow. And actually, no, actually, the Magic was 684, so they're slightly different as well. But there you go. But it is much heavier, so or it packs more tonnage, 144,000 tons as opposed to, which is a new one, as opposed to 130,000 tons for the, the Dream and the Fantasy. So very slightly longer, but more tonnage. Well, there Pretty we go. Goofy. I was waiting to find out what was going to call this episode. Now we have it. More tonnage. Yeah, there you go. Um, more tonnage. Um, so, gents, thank you as always. It's been an absolute treat. Uh, thank you, dear listener, for, for listening. Uh, we'll be back with a Patreon show for the people over on Patreon. Uh, this month is X. Um, we haven't put our films in yet. So, gentlemen, if you can submit those to me um, once you've had a look at Disney Plus's catalogue and what X film you want to put in there, I can imagine what some of them are going to be. Um, and we'll put that to a vote and then we will watch that uh, for the next episode and P-Dubs can you remind me what the Universal show is this month uh, it is Psycho Psycho of course it is so if you want to join in with the fun uh, watch yourself a copy of Psycho I think it's quite an easy one to track down actually might even be on BBC yeah. but anyway so yeah that's that's what's next um I have spoken to Tom Armin. He's been busy, but he's now back. So we will have him on a future show very shortly. Um, and also, Steve, if you're listening, and you should be because you're Patreon, um, I know you've just come back from um, Hollywood. So uh, if you want to speak to us at all about your, your trip, then uh, get in touch. You know, we you know we love a trip report. Um, Only if it's um, really positive, though. Uh, of course. <laughs> Well, I, the problem is Steve's already given us his trip report and it is really positive. <laughs> but yeah. I'd still like to hear it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, so is. if you want to yeah. do that, Steve, you're more than welcome. And bring bring your wife on. Why not? Um, and uh, yeah, we will see you next month for another episode of that Disney Parks podcast. Here we go. Bye-bye now. This podcast is a that production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network. <laughs>